0: Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by... Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation. Jim Turner Chevrolet, The Baylor Club. Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop. VersaLive Southwest Time Manufacturing. And UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley.
1: Well, well, well. It is Matt Mosley. And uh, we roll right into the 4 o'clock hour. We're going to hit the ground running. We've got lots of great guests lined up today. And uh, I am back in studio as we uh, begin our day. Yesterday was at the Philadelphia Airport on the way home from Rome uh in Italy. And um Aaron, you cannot ask a person from Texas, like if they say, hey, Where are you going on vacation? Right? I say, oh, I'm gonna be gonna be in Italy. Well they gotta make I mean it's impossible for them not to make the joke of the Italy that's you know <laughs> between between Dallas and Waco. It's like you just can't do it. But of course that's that's Italy. And uh what 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 I find funny is sometimes you'll hear ward when he'll do a sports center and he's supposed to be talking about the the actual country italy where i just got back from and he still has a hard time not saying he'll go ahead and say italy <laughs> i like that that's a guy who's coached and loves high school football is someone who cannot say italy they've got to say italy and um it sounds crazy to some people outside of texas and outside of uh central texas here, do we count Italy? Is it are the gladiators? Is Italy in our? I mean, you, they can hear us in Italy right now, so I think we can claim them. I don't know if we claim Absolutely. them truly in Central Texas. I mean, are we? I mean, they could make the argument they're in North Texas.
2: Uh I've always I, considered Italy a Central Texas. It's on the it's on the edge, but I've always yeah. considered growing up here Italy a a Central Texas high school.
1: I've had trouble adjusting to Italy without the Dairy Queen there, right there on the uh, Italy exit coming down uh, 35. I, It's just not right to me. They put that Texas smoke, and they got all the beef jerky, and then they got on the other side, they got some Chinese food slash, not Slotsky's, what's that thing called? Sh- what's that, Stuckies? I think they got a Stuckies there you can stop by, and then maybe a McDonald's. That's right there. I mean, they got Sonic. May have a Sonic attached to all that. And I believe but the really
2: the Grandies yeah. right there is now, I believe, a Bush's Chicken.
1: Now I got no problem with the Bush's Chicken. Right. We we have a great relationship with the Bush the folks from Bushes here in uh, here in Central Texas. But I do miss the Grandies. Used to as a kid, love going there with my grandparents. Loved the biscuits. Actually, they had really good rolls, didn't they? I don't think it was a biscuit. I think it was a scratch made from scratch rolls. At least that's what we were told. And then the, uh, I kind of liked the chicken fried steak at Grandy's. It was not it was not huge. It was not a George's, uh level chicken fried steak in terms of size. But I thought it was pretty good. I thought they made a pretty tender little chicken fried steak. All right. Anybody else you know, like the Grandy's chicken fried steaks? I grew up on that kind of stuff. Also like going to Brahms. And in addition to getting the ice cream, I'd get some uh, maybe get a cheeseburger or something. Brahms at least in some areas recently, has really upgraded their lightings better. They're, they've kind of uh, they've done some renovations at some of the Brahmses that we still have left across Texas. Unfortunately, we don't have as many as we used to. But a love of Brahms, I just feel like you, I mean, that's a Texas thing. I don't know if Brahms are in other states or not, but it really feels like a Texas thing. Uh, not maybe as much as Whataburger, but Brahms always been, always enjoyed the Brahms. Aaron, what is your favorite ice cream? Like this time of year when it's ridiculously hot and you need some ice cream, will you go get some Blue Bell at the store, or do you have like an ice cream shop that you go, you go find?
2: I like going to different, to different ice cream shops. I'm, shops. I'm a big fan of Dairy Queen, Baskin Robbins, but I love Klondike bars. I like the chocolate shell and the vanilla ice cream. I always will have some in my freezer. Always. You can
1: go. You can go get one of those. Pretty much anywhere, can't you? The Klondike Bar. I feel mm-hmm. like those are available. Maybe at Seven Eleven, some other stores. Yeah, every convenience um, store,
2: and that that that's also another reason why I like it. I can get it any time. Uh, any convenience store, or any grocery store.
1: Yeah. The other night, Aaron was. was uh, I think I'd eaten too much pizza and pasta, and was having some uh, heartburn, and and could not find anything to alleviate it, and. I um uh, I went into I was in Italy in it Venice and I went into some store and asked for where they keep their milk and a woman said you want fat or or half fat I said give me the half fat and um got some milk and that will calm things down I don't know if you've ever known that uh Aaron you may be a man who's not experienced a lot of heartburn in your life <laughs> you used to eat quite a bit so maybe you have but the milk will calm that down. We'll really kind of calm that down a little bit. I think this is a, a perfect start to the show today. <laughs> this is sports at its best. It's Matt Mosley's show, Aaron Sexton alongside as always, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, you'll start hearing these tomorrow. I got real excited hearing sort of the the, the exciting promo uh, it'll it'll run tomorrow through Tuesday. And then, of course, we'll be doing our show from camp. And uh, the presenting sponsor of our training camp trip, the Matt Mosley Show, goes to Cowboys Training Camp to open things up. None other than Jim Turner Chevrolet. And uh, Derek and the gang out there, they're very excited. And we're just, um, we're very, this is great. It's going to be a lot of fun to be out there at camp. Now, Aaron, I promise not to rub it in. When it's 108, 109 in Waco, and it's a high of, like, 81 or a high of 78 in Oxnard, California, okay? I'm not going to rub it in too much. I will tell you that sometimes in the mornings or the evening-type practices, you do need a little bit of a pullover. Like, I'll be taking some pullovers <laughs> out there. <laughs> so it's a little different part of the country. Most of the country in the world right now is in uh, basically a headlock of intense heat. Now, while I was in Italy, I got to say I was on the Amalfi Coast. It was warm, but I I didn't. Uh, I would say Pompeii was hot. That's not a joke. I know Pompeii was wiped out by uh, Vesuvius. The uh, the uh, lava came down out of the uh, volcano. That's not a joke about the volcano. I'm just saying it was truly hot. And I think that's still an active volcano. Fortunately, while we were there, did not see any signs of uh, lava. And since uh, that whole area was wiped out back circa, Aaron, when do you think that happened? I guess I should know since I was just there. I guess I wasn't really listening. Was that A.D. or B.C.? Ninety-seven A.D. is what I'm going to guess. Aaron, do you know off the top of your head when the seventy nine A eru- D. Ooh, I'm close. Yep, I was close. Seventy-nine A.D. The uh, and and then when I found out after we left, um. Italy is that a lot of those artifacts and frescoes and all that stuff have been stolen and people are trying to like smuggle those around the country and and they're starting to show up and then they're shipped back to Italy. Aaron, are we sure that shipping those things back to the place they kept getting stolen from is the smartest thing? Should we put those things in a better like better security like, put them in the Louvre or something. Put them in France. Maybe they've got better security in France. Put them in the metropolitan New York. May have better. I know the Dallas Museum of Art does not have good security because somebody just broke in there and ruined a whole bunch of stuff. All right? We need to do better. We, do, we need to do better than the DMA. Now, this is where you get sports, and this is where you get culture. Now, Aaron, I know uh, John Morris has been talking a lot about the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. You say, well, why has John been doing that? Well, they've got their big SWC Hall of Fame luncheon coming up. That's a real big deal. Jay Black, Genesis, Mankata, the whole group, they do such a great job over there of that. Aaron, we had recently Danny Davis on, the pastor himself. Um, and the pastor of a church there right down the road, actually the third ward, right down the road from the University of Houston. And I thought that was so fun. And that was – he was the quarterback at Houston when Houston – they didn't just, like, join the SWC. They took over the SWC. And they they joined the SWC in, like, 1976, and they won three of the first four SWC titles once they entered – There was a reason. The SWC kind of held them out. May have been the same reason the Big 12s held the uh, University of Houston out all these years. But now here comes the University of Houston. Aaron, I got a question for you, and our people can participate in this, too. Let me see how much time we have. Oh, we got a little time. 254-662-1660 if you want to text in. 254-662-1660. Out of Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, and Central Florida, the four new members of the Big 12. Who will be the first to win a Big 12 football title? All right, let's leave the other sports out of this. Which of those teams will be the first to win a Big 12 title? And, of course, you only can pick from those four. Okay, we can't get tricky and go, what about... uh, what about Arizona and Arizona State? They're not part of it yet, okay? We don't know about them. I'm just talking about the four new entries. Who will be the first to win a Big 12 football title? Aaron, who would you guess?
2: That is a really tough question. I don't
1: – not
2: that I think that Cincinnati's going to fall off a cliff, but I don't know that – I'm going to say Central Florida.
1: Whoa, whoa, Aaron. I loving think... loving Central Florida and what they're gonna bring. He picks Central Florida over Cincinnati, University of Houston. Ah, uh, that is that, that is really I like the NBYU. Don't forget about the Mormons. Love the Mormons, by the way. In fact, there's a ta, there's a temple there in uh well that's a, kind of a repetitive a temple in Temple. There is a uh, what do we call that? A church, the Mormon church. Anyway, there's a facility of worship in Temple, Texas, from what somebody was telling us here recently. Aaron, have you ever been by there?
2: I have not. I haven't been to Temple a ton. I've drove, driven through it and by it many times, but not actually been in the city a lot.
1: Aaron, at my next um, time that we're together, and Aaron and I sometimes are not in the same studio. Um, I'm taking you to Temple, and we're just going to go around. We're going to go to the square. There's a lot of fun stuff to do on the square. They've got that tremendous Italian restaurant right, right there. Temple, Texas, home of, uh, of Drayton McLean. We're going to go spend some time in Temple. Does that sound fun, Aaron? A Mo- what do you think? Do you think people would bid on a – would they want to be part of a contest where I, where we just spend, uh, like, days in different communities in Central Texas, spend the day with Mosley in Salado? Spend the day with Mosley and Colleen. What do you think, Aaron? Do you think that would be exciting? There
2: may be something there.
1: All right, let me see if I can work on that. See if Tom will put something together. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, what do you think, buddy? Okay, it's it's the Mosley Show. We continue racing towards 6 o'clock
3: next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsi Group.
4: Since 1949, the Nichi Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nichegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at the TheNitscheGroup.com.
2: Your ESPN Central Texas forecast for the rest of the afternoon, sunny and hot. Tonight, clear skies, low of around 80 the rest of the weekend and into early next week we'll see highs of around 102 and overnight lows in the upper 70s with clear skies. Currently 101 at ESPN Central Texas. What a year
5: for Baylor Athletics.
2: Lost. Abram Smith spins
6: out of the tackle. He's to the 25, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Abram Smith into the end zone. Getting it in. Yay! Touchdown, Abram Smith. Touchdown, Bears. Abram Smith punches it in for Baylor. Ha, 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 I love it.
5: From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
7: Продолжение
3: Your leader in high school sports.
9: today and find someone you can trust
10: calling all my local ladies this is tori down at harley davidson of waco our season is in full swing and we are looking for new rock stars in all departments if you're tired of your everyday run-of-the-mill gig and long for something greater with good solid income then hightail yourselves down here asap bring your spunk and enthusiasm do yourselves a favor and join our rowdy bunch today come see us at 4201 south jack Colchin freeway right off i-35 and new road at harley davidson of waco where you'll never ride alone
3: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
9: I'm Ward Weinz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Arizona Cardinals Kyler Murray has agreed to a five year extension worth $230.5 million, a deal that makes him one of the NFL's highest paid quarterbacks. Cleveland Browns are signing former first round Josh Rosen to a one year deal. Rosen, the number 10 pick in the 2018 draft, last played for the Falcons in 21. Dallas Cowboys confirmed they'll be wearing their throwback uniforms this season for their Thanksgiving Day game against the New York Giants. Cowboys will bring back the white helmets with the blue jersey and white pants from the 60-64 seasons. Astros take the doubleheader from the Yankees and start a series with Seattle tonight, 9-10 first pitch. Rangers get the win over the Marlins, 8-0. Texas starts a weekend series with the A's tonight, 8-40 first pitch,
3: and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: I'm Matt Mosley, show ESPN Central Texas, and uh, glad to be joined right now by Mike Craven. And uh, Mike is, uh, well, he's been busy this summer. He's uh, on the road out. They got the the uh, Texas Football Magazine. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine came out. He wrote the cover story. And Mike, I tried to get you on earlier this summer when the big announcement came out, but you were like in the South of France or on a beach or somewhere you were somewhere uh, unplugging a little bit and so uh, uh, I think that it was a very good place to go after working on this and it's funny you f- you wrapped this story up well before the magazine ever comes out I- is it uh, is it pretty neat what's that what's that like when it finally hits the newsstands and you know everybody has access to the uh, to the story you wrote about uh, joy McGuire and 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 uh, jeff trailer
12: yeah to be honest with you it was a little nerve-wracking that kind of months between it going <laughs> off to the press and when we got some magazines and honestly you know for me when joey and jeff reached out individually and said they liked this story that was a good enough kind of like vouch on my part you know and when, when you're when guys get to that you know kind of level and you grew up in the state of texas they were high school coaches in the state of texas you know, you want to do right by their story, and 2,500 words sounds like a lot, but when you're trying to shove in 30 years of each person's life into that, it doesn't feel like a lot of words. So uh, just, you know, getting them to kind of say, like, hey, it was a good story was, was all I was looking for. And once they did that, it kind of – kind of the nerves, the nerves went away. But like you said, I wrote it so long ago, I sometimes forget – kind of forget what's in it. So it, it's been that long since, the, you know, I sent it off.
1: Well, if you're anywhere near as uh, neurotic as I am, you're, you know, you're still thinking of things you'd like to say differently and change. And, and the hard part is that last moment when there's no changes that can be made. Uh, that was the one great thing about the newspaper business for all those years is once it's done, it's done. You know, there's no, there's no changing it and, uh, and, of course, having to write on deadline and all that. But uh, sometimes it's harder for a magazine because you just have almost too much time. You want everything to be perfect and all of that, so I can identify with that whole uh, that whole process. Now, Mike, what was the? Uh, t- tell me how y'all do it when you when you get ready and you start kind of brainstorming and deciding. Okay, who's going to be on the cover? I remember talking uh, to Sheehan about the um, the A and M cover, and with this particular cover, who who kind of came up with it? And how quickly did you all sort of get consensus on, hey, I think this is a great direction to go?
12: You know, with, with UTSA really kind of doing what they were doing last year, it felt like a good year to get a G5 team on, on the cover. And then when Joey McGuire got hired, it was like, hey, look, two out of the 12 FBS schools in this, in this state are going to be coached by guys who've won state championships at the high school level not too long ago. And they both took similar journeys where – you know, Todd Dodge a long time ago went straight from South Lake Carroll head coach to North Texas head coach, and it didn't didn't go very well. But these guys, you know, we're talking Joey and, and Jeff specifically, you know, kind of took a step back and were tight ends coach or linebackers coaches or, you know, associate head coaches, and then they worked their way back up the ladder and then look at the success that they're having. Um, and so – uh, for us, it kind of just fit perfectly with our brand. Like, we cover college football, but at our, at our core, we're a high school football place. You know, I, that's what we do. And so uh, it combined both of those things. It got West Texas and Dallas with Joey McGuire. It got East Texas and San Antonio uh, with Jeff Trailer. And so when you put it all together and without a team winning the national championship or something crazy like that, when you put it all together, it really was either this cover or Baylor. You know, th- those were honestly – Uh, The cover story is up for debate. And with Baylor, a lot of those faces from last year's team, you know, aren't there anymore. So who would be the cover guy uh, on that side? It just kind of checked a lot more boxes. And instead of just being one specific school or one specific player or one specific coach, it felt like a thing that covered the whole state you know, the last 800 words is about the Texas high school coaches association and just what they mean uh, to coaches, not only at UTSA and Texas tech, but at Baylor. And that's a big part of the story is a lot of this started at Baylor, at least the story I wrote started at at Baylor with Matt rule coming into the state and admitting that, you know, he didn't know what he didn't know. Right. And Mm try to, uh, you know, surround himself with guys like Wetzel and Sean Bell and, and, and McGuire and how well that recipe worked. And so, Uh, I think it touched a lot of different fan bases around the state. It touched both levels of football, and it kind of just fit into the overall kind of seat.
1: Talking to Mike Craven, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, and he wrote this uh, cover story. Uh, Jeff Traylor uh, from, who who was at Gilmer all those years, and Joy McGuire at Cedar Hill, obviously. What a what an amazing uh, uh, road it's been for both of them i it's fascinating to me Mike how you know some of uh, like some of the things that Joey may have turned down led to Jeff getting some opportunities isn't it isn't it interesting these uh, two giants in Texas football in high school but they they really have kind of uh, gone along the same path and I'm sure that kind of came up in your reporting process, how interesting, because I know Jeff has been uh, really outwardly grateful for Joey, and and in some ways, some of Joey's decisions paved the way for Jeff. Sure, you
12: know, I think they're, you know, they're really good friends, they see their careers as intertwined, you know, Texas Tech called Jeff trailer. you know, when when that job opened, and so I, I think, you know, Jeffrey signing and staying at, at UTSA and getting that 10-year deal kind of opened up that job with it being in the middle of the season. Uh, you know, Joey being an assistant coach made that a little bit easier of a transition. You know, you're not leaving a program as a head coach in the middle of the year. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think uh, their careers are intertwined. And I, I know this for sure. I, I know they both feel kind of the pressure and the pride of carrying that THSCA hat for all the coaches behind them that want to make that jump for guys like Sean Bell uh, that are coming up, you know, in the ranks that want to be offensive coordinators, that want to eventually be head coaches, the better that Joey and Jeff do, the more opportunities there are for the guys behind them. And I think if you ask them, they believe that, you know, the best coaches in the world coach at Texas high school football. If you can coach 2A, 3A football and deal with the, you know, the amount of rosters and, and the parents and the boosters and the community and all that kind of stuff that you can coach college football. They honestly believe that. Like when you talk to Joey McGuire, you know, and you ask him, Hey, what's the difference between being a high school coach and being a college coach? You know, he'll tell you, he had more players on his freshman team at Cedar Hill than he has at Texas tech. You know, if you're an athletic director at Gilmer high school, like Jeff trailer was you're overseeing more players in on your football team than Texas tech has athletes on scholarship, you know? And so uh, I think it's a great breeding ground for for college coaches, and the more they have success, the more we start seeing this trend kind of trickle upward, you know, like salmon, you know, swimming upstream.
1: What is uh, uh, Mike? What at the THSCA uh, convention are these guys like rock stars? When one of their own <laughs> makes it at that kind of level, and then they return and are either speaking or or maybe they're signing a few of your magazines. Um, what is that? What's the scene like there?
12: Yeah, I mean they're definitely the you know the prettiest girl at the bar, right? I mean everybody wants to come shake their hands, everybody wants to take pictures of them. A lot of guys there have coached with them, coached against them, so it becomes almost a reunion. And that's what's kind of cool about the convention and in the coaching school is, yeah, during the day there's all the chalk talks and you learn a lot about football and there's a lot of that kind of stuff, you know. But afterwards at night when the people have socials, you know, like Joey McGuire had a social for tech guys. Uh, UTsa had a social at Pinkerton's barbecue uh, you know for all the coaches and stuff like that and you kind of just you know get to talk and network and kind of catch up with these guys and I'm sure for them that's a lot of fun so um, you know to kind of talk talk shop tell stories let their hair down a little bit you know, being a college coach can be tough it can be very insular right you're kind of on your own a lot of times um, and so I think for those guys you know that's a that's a comfort zone area for them being around those high school coaches i think they can kind of you know, put off that, you know, college coaching pressure hat and just kind of be one of the guys. And I, and I think that's good, right? We all need balance.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we do. I sometimes have too much balance. Need to probably put a little more into the work part of that. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Mike Craven joining us, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Now, Mike, you also got to be over there at the uh, Media Days. I checked in there quickly and then had to get out of there on a trip. But Brett Yormark, we got to visit with him, got to be around him a little bit. Now, I thought it was a little awkward that Bob Bowlesby was at the podium with him. I mean, that just seemed strange to me, but whatever. Uh, I guess that was the the handoff of the baton. I just thought it kind of made, put Brett in a weird spot where he had to keep sort of, you know, talking about how great a job Bob had done. And we can debate that uh, for a long time, but what did you think of your mark your your first impressions about him and um, and do you think uh, do you, do you think it was a very, a, a smart hire by uh, by by the Big Twelve?
12: Uh, you know I was pleasantly surprised. I, I fully expected him to get up there and do the PC thing of kind of fire extinguisher, like hey, you know we're not adding any new teams right now. We're worried about the twenty twenty two season. We'll figure it out afterwards. Blah blah blah. You know, kind of the typical commissioner speak you get from here and there at those media days but him coming out flat out and saying like hey we're open for business we're going to be the aggressor here i come from the private sector i know how important marketing and branding is we need you know the SEC's done a good job of this and we need to copy that we need to you know get more young people involved and get our brand in front of people you know i, I think that's exactly what the big 12 needs to do i mean the race for top two is over at this point you're just trying to be third and if the Big 12 can get into that third position, that bronze medal position, so to speak, I think that's a great case scenario for them. And I think it's possible. If the, if the dominoes fall the way everybody expects them to, with like Oregon, Washington, the Big Ten, SEC kind of eating a lot of the ACC schools eventually, you know, if the, if the Big 12 can be the aggressor and kind of kill off the Pac-12, I think it has a great shot to be the third best conference in this country and one that continues to be national, nationally relevant. I mean, from listening to all the head coaches talk at the coaching convention, this thing's moving to a 12- or 16-team playoff eventually when that deal is up. And if, in a 12- or 16-team playoff, you know, if you win the Big 12, you're in that thing. And that's all you can ask for, right? That, yeah, that's more true then than it is right now, even with Texas and Oklahoma in the big 12. So I think the opportunity is there for the big 12 to be really good. I don't think the sky is falling as much as everybody else. Maybe I'm wrong on that, uh, but I see the big 12 as a really exciting conference with a lot of real regional rivalries that may be disappearing elsewhere. And one that can be a really intriguing, good football conference from here on out that doesn't get lost in these national conversations.
1: Yeah, and should continue to be really good in basketball. We know that doesn't run the show, but this is a really good basketball conference. Talking to Mike Craven from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Now, I saw on your social media you did get to visit with uh, Dylan Doyle, uh, the Baylor linebacker. It's always interesting to me to see guys like in a suit. When I see him in number 44, he looks like one of the other Baylor players. Big dude, big linebacker. But when you see these guys in a suit, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's a massive – Massive guy. What was your uh, what were your thoughts on on uh, on Dylan Doyle and getting to visit with him a little bit? I think he uh, I think he really could become one of the standouts in this conference next year. Although I am a tad bit biased since I went to that school.
12: Yeah, I mean he he could be like the future governor of Iowa, right? Like it was my second time to have a one on one with him in, in a couple months because he was our player feature in the Baylor section of the of the magazine as well. Yeah. And uh, he, he's just a sharp, bright guy, an honest guy, great at conference. I mean, he could be a coach right now, right? Like, he's the kind of guy as a coach you don't worry about putting in front of a camera or letting him do interviews all over the place because he's going to say the right thing. And he's just a smart dude. I can see why Dave Aranda likes him. You know, the first question I asked him, he started talking about reading and books. And it was like, okay, I, I get it now, you know. And so, uh, yeah, he's going to be a really good player. I'm excited to kind of see him step into the spotlight a little bit, you know, more when you're next to Terrell Bernard. You know, for obvious reasons, you're probably not going to get as many headlines. Uh, but he's going to be the guy for Baylor. And you know, during that interview, the one thing I learned, he hadn't eaten water. He's never had water burger. Uh, he doesn't. He's, <laughs> he's, he's never. Ha- he doesn't eat fast food. When he was 11 years old, he read an article uh, that one of his favorite linebackers didn't drink soda and didn't drink fast food, and so uh, he's never done it. So I, I told him that he's not yet an honorary Texan. And he said that he might he might splurge on some Whataburger at some point before his Baylor career is over. So we'll see on that.
1: <laughs> I like that you dug in on something like that. Um, I wish I had read that article. I, I, I missed that article when I was 11, and so continue to eat those things even to this day. Mike, fun to have you on. Uh, be on the lookout for a young uh, summer intern over there, uh, Davis Wilson, if you've uh, uh, seen him in the office. Uh, from uh missouri i've known him since he was a little kid and uh was excited to hear that he was doing an internship there so uh please be on the lookout for davis a very uh talented young journalist who apparently is uh, spending some time with uh you alls shop this summer
12: awesome that's good to hear we do a good job with the with the interns and they you know they do a lot of raw, a lot of really important work that makes us look a lot better there would be a lot more mistakes in that magazine without them i'll just put it that way
1: <laughs> I didn't see a single mistake. All right. And I'm a, I'm a, I was no, not that I was looking that hard. Mike, uh, good to visit with you. Hope to talk to you soon.
12: All right, sir. I appreciate it. Anytime.
1: You bet. Mike Craven, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, uh joining us. And uh good to have uh good to have Mike on cover story. He wrote the cover story that had Joey McGuire and Jeff Trailer on it. And then Aaron Right in front of me right now is the latest book. You know we had that author of that book about uh, Gilmer High School and some of those East Texas high schools uh, by Hunter Taylor recently. And um, the forward is by Jeff trailer. It's basically a lot of it is about Coach trailer. So my gosh, a lot is being written about Jeff trailer, former Gilmer Great uh, a- as a coach and and uh, and then of course Joey, won his state titles there at Cedar Hill. They've become legendary high school coaches now, both uh, uh, one head coach at UTSA and one coach at, uh, at Texas Tech. And, Aaron, the, the interesting thing, and I kind of hit on it a little bit when we were visiting, but Joey, it's, it's kind of common knowledge that Joey turned down UTSA. And, again, I don't know if they were going to hire him for sure or what, but I think they really liked uh, Joey and Joey said, no, I'm going to stay with the Baylor, you know, my assistant's job at Baylor. Uh, and sh- lo and behold, Trailer gets that job. And so very, very interesting. And, of course, Traylor, uh, Texas Tech had interest in him. He decided to stay out there. Joey ends up as the head coach at Texas Tech. So these guys really are intertwined, and it's an interesting story. All right, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas Campus Confidential is next.
5: What a year for Baylor Athletics. Here's
6: the play. Fourth down and goal from the one. Hand up. Run and left. Trying to get to the corner. He didn't get there. He did not get there. He stopped short. He had stopped short of the goal line. There's hold the Cowboys out of the end zone. That was Desmond Jackson with the dive for the pylon. Sharon McVay
5: kept him out. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
10: Windows
3: Direct. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas.
14: I am going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat.
4: That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters.
14: Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad.
13: Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The, the Naked truck. truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakeview Drive in
3: Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinz with your ESPN
9: Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Arizona Cardinals' Kyler Murray has agreed to a five year extension worth $230.5 million, a deal that makes him one of the NFL's highest paid quarterbacks. Cleveland Browns are signing former first round Josh Rosen to a one year deal. Rosen, the number 10 pick in the 2018 draft, last played for the Falcons in 21. Dallas Cowboys confirmed they'll be wearing their throwback uniforms this season for their Thanksgiving Day game against the New York Giants. Cowboys will bring back the white helmets with the blue jersey and white pants from the 60-64 seasons. Astros take the doubleheader from the Yankees and start a series with Seattle tonight, 9-10 first pitch. Rangers get the win over the Marlins, 8-0. Texas starts a weekend series with the A's tonight, 8-40 first pitch, and you can hear that game on
3: ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: Oh, it is Matt Mosley, and uh, we love Campus Confidential. That was good talking to Mike Craven, who wrote the cover story on Joey McGuire and Jeff Trailer out of Gilmer and uh, on the uh, Texas Football uh, Magazine, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. And a reminder that um, uh, our presenting sponsor for this, uh, for this fine show uh, central national bank the, as as uh, students get ready to go back to college they have a campus account and it's really a cool thing for students maybe your uh, college students going off uh, uh you know heading off to college for the first time maybe he's been there for a little bit maybe even you want to get a high school student started and kind of teach them about managing money that kind of thing this is the time of year to keep that in mind as everybody gets ready to go back to school in august again that's that student account there at Central National Bank they think of everything. All right, uh Aaron, you also think of everything. What do you have for us?
2: <laughs> the NCAA has charged Tennessee's football program with 18 level 1 alleged viol- rules violations, the most severe under its rules for impermissible recruiting benefits totaling about $60,000 that were paid to prospects under former coach Jeremy Pruitt. Among the allegations, Pruitt is accused of providing about $9,000 to the mother of two prospects. His wife, Casey, is accused of making 25 cash payments, totaling about $12,500 to help a prospect's mother pay her car payment. Tennessee, which fired Pruitt in January of 2021 after an internal investigation into these allegations, is not charged with lack of institutional control because of its cooperation with NCAA investigators.
1: What do they do, Aaron? Do they just, the Pruitt family, do they just write checks? I mean, you, you can't write checks, just leave. I mean, maybe maybe they just actually give cash, but, I mean, you cannot leave a trail. And say now all these players, of course, are eligible for NIL. I mean, literally, under the, the current rules, <clears throat> the wife or Coach Pruitt, uh, and, of course, he got fired uh, for cause you know, after the – oh, not this past season. I think it was the season before. <laughs> what a joke. I mean, it's like you, you, now, of course, you could just say, hey, go over here to this or you call your local car dealership or call somebody and say, hey, I need you to step up and take care of this player or call one of the boosters and see what you can do, and these things are legal. But the Pruitts were out here paying people just flat-out cash inducements, making some car payments. I mean, can you imagine? And then, of course, you remember at Mary Harden Baylor a few years ago, Aaron, um, uh, Coach Fredenberg tried to give somebody an old beat-up truck to use, Um, and and, and they took something away from uh, UMHB, which is just an embarrassment. These folks were just giving away, like, flat-out cash. Here you go, and we're going to make some car payments for you. Um it is uh it's pretty amazing uh how it, it, and again, first of all, it, none of it was working because uh, coach Pruitt's, uh Tennessee teams were all a uh, you know it, it just was a mess and you remember Aaron, that was the coach they hired after they were about to hire coach Schiano, who may be back now at where is he is he back at Rutgers? They were going to hire Greg Schiano. And Clay Travis from that out kicked the coverage, and is a, is a uh, University of Tennessee alum. Went crazy, dug up all this stuff on Shiano, and so undermined that whole thing. Well, Tennessee ends up hiring this not you know this AD without any experience, and then they they go and hire. I mean the whole thing is just a joke. And what did they try to do? They went and tried to hire a Saban assistant. Now, not every Saban assistant is like Kirby or even um, the time, you know, when when Saban and Jimbo were together. Some of them end up like Charlie Weiss. Um, Now, I say that. Charlie Weiss was with – that was more with Bill Belichick. But some of Saban's guys, you know, Bill O'Brien, that thing hasn't worked out that well. Uh, Sark has worked with him. That thing to this point hasn't worked that well. The Sabin tree is not always that successful. So let's be a little careful with how we, uh, how we look at that tree. And uh, it's, uh, it's a fascinating. And by the way, Bill O'Brien also worked for uh, Belichick. What you find out is Belichick and Sabin, they used to work together and they are connected at the hip. So they have a lot of coaches in common but that Jeremy Pruitt ended up being a joke at Tennessee. And the only reason he ended up there is because this movement to basically say that Shiano was a bad guy and that he was part of the whole Penn State Sandusky thing. And that undermined uh, his candidacy. And so they end up with this Pruitt guy. What a mess. There are certain college football programs that just constantly end up in scandal. Now, I, my alma mater ended up in a huge scandal. I'm happy to say that because of Matt Rule and Mac Rhodes, and now President Livingstone. I want to give President Garland credit. Before that, President Garland, by the way, was a huge fan of our show and uh, loved loved David Garland and what he was able to do and accomplish during a really tough period of time uh, caused by some of the predecessors. So, anyway, Aaron, the moral of the story is. The Vols are always a mess, <laughs> and and here they are again.
2: Now they got some big time players coming in because of big time NIL deals.
1: Yeah. Well, and that coach is doing okay. You know the the uh, oh the former Hyple. Uh, I mean, he's an okay coach, but you know now they're in trouble because of all this other mess. Now the good news is that NCAA, there seems to be a huge movement toward not punishing the current players and only punishing the bad actors so Jeremy Pruitt will likely never coach again uh, but I don't think Heupel and his crew are going to get in that much trouble
2: apparently winning a national championship wasn't enough for Georgia to be favored to win the SEC this year Alabama is the runaway favorite according to the media poll released today the Crimson Tide received 158 of 181 votes to win the SEC, Georgia was next closest with 18 votes. South Carolina received three. Texas A&M received one. And Vanderbilt received one. It's the seventh consecutive year Alabama has been picked to win the SEC championship. What? Who Now, who picked this? This is the media. If Somebody picked Vanderbilt. I think it was somebody trying to be funny.
1: Well, this—I mean—it didn't even sound like that many votes, you know, like one
2: hundred eighty-one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but I'm just thinking—that's amazing that some out of that group. I mean, how can you even be like a have any credibility if you do something like that? I, you I know, mean, and in, in, in do they give people that, like, for instance, Jerry Hill writes for Baylor, but Jerry Hill's not going to do something stupid like that like if baylor now of course baylor's favored to win the big 12 so it's okay to vote for baylor but if i don't even know if jerry still gets a vote but if he did he's not going to vote for baylor just to vote for baylor so i don't know if that's a vandy you know sort of like uh you're right it's sort of a joke pick but boy you just lose all credibility that's why you should put make this stuff public do you know that aaron do they have does everybody, uh, uh, do they make these votes public to know where these come from? I'd like to know who voted for Vandy to win the SEC title in football.
2: I would, too. It doesn't It doesn't say in the ESPN article who voted.
1: Now, if they're talking about baseball. Absolutely. Then, yeah. If they're talking about academics, you betcha. If they're talking about the debate team, yes, Vandy would win all that. But, uh yeah I' football that's an embarrassment even basketball Vanderbilt hadn't been very good in basketball in quite some time so i uh i do not that's uh I don't believe in like publicly shaming people but when somebody just does something asinine like that, I am for calling them out
2: yeah and i can't i don't think that they made it public because I've actually looked to see but i, I wouldn't you agree that if Whoever made that you pick shouldn't. probably shouldn't be able to pick anymore.
1: Absolutely, okay. they should. Uh, they should. They should lose Didn't their. Know voting if I was
2: overreacting or not, but that's pretty egregious.
1: It's like it, somebody who votes Kansas number one in the Big Twelve.
2: Division one college football players may soon have two periods of time: one in the winter and one in the spring, to enter the transfer portal and be Im- immediately eligible to play, if a proposed rule change gets final approval to Division one Council endorse several of the transformation committee's initial proposals and pass them on to the D1 board for approval. That board meets again early next month and they're expected to approve the windows. The first would begin the day following championship selection and last 45 days. The second would be from May 1st through the 15th. So trying to get a a handle on all the players entering the Transfer portal, they're going to make two windows per year, it looks like, when they approve this next month.
5: Interesting.
1: I, I mean, I I just don't, I really don't care about the windows, Aaron. I just I just don't want this to impact, you know, Campus Confidential. The, <laughs> right. The, the, uh, <laughs> the, the portal's, <laughs> the portals are a big part of what we do throughout the year, so we don't want to limit too much of the portal so we want to uh, keep the windows open but I, I don't know if this helps or hurts I mean the bottom line is thousands of players enter this portal every year I think this year we saw the the, the, the it went over 3,000 did it, did it actually approach 5,000 like it, it they do think in a year or two it'll be 5,000 people in the portal a lot of those people go in the portal and never find a a place to come out of the portal I was looking at that in baseball and they said one of the reasons uh, who went to LSU from Baylor Aaron Pineda is that was that Pineda that ended up with LSU the Baylor baseball player believe and so. one of the reasons that they said it wasn't as aggressive in people going after him is because they thought he was almost for sure that he would sign wherever he played now the Baylor, some of the current Baylor players, I thought that was interesting. They they were not, they they hated to lose Pineda, Trey Richardson, some of their teammates. Okay, they love those guys, but they really thought that those that those players were going to end up signing and play uh, uh, play Major League Baseball. You know, sign with a minor league contract or whatever. Um, anyway, so I, I don't think it was as devastating as it might have been at some point. Trying to think. What happened with McKenzie? Jared McKenzie, who has a really good bat, did not have as good a 2022 season as he wanted, but a slick fielder out there in center. It can play, you know, kind of a lot of positions. I think has some versatility to his game. Uh, and, and has a has a great bat. Has a little pop in his bat, but also uh, has been in the past known to, to hit for average. uh really good eye at the plate. Uh, I, Baylor ends up, Aaron on a really down season, and they had either three or four, I think three players drafted. I got to, you know, hats off to Coach Rod because um, he brought those players in, and even though it didn't work out in the end, uh, still some obviously some talent that he brought in. uh, And people say, well, why are you saying hats off to Rod? Maybe they should have played better. Well, maybe so, but I'm just saying there's a reason Rodriguez got hired immediately to go to a team that just went to the College World Series, okay? This guy can coach, and so I don't think uh, I don't think Steve Rodriguez did a bad job at Baylor. It just was time for every for both sides probably to move on. All right, Aaron, anything else? Oh, we're getting yeah, we're getting we better close get to the, time. Yeah. all right, all right. We got a big guest coming up. Thank you, Aaron. Nice job, Campus Confidential uh, for our Aggies in the audience. We do have. Aggies beat man for the Brian Eagle. Oh, that College Station uh, pub, uh, you know, publication for many, many years. He was just at the SEC Media Days. In fact, he was apparently the last one to leave. Travis Brown, our, uh, our man on the scene, returns to the Matt Mosley Show next. ESPN
3: Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics.
6: With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor Alumni Program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers, planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected, get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu slash alumni.
10: They buy gold and silver jewelry at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Bring in your broken or scrapped jewelry or perhaps an item you want to say goodbye to. And the professionals at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond will make you a cash offer on the spot. These jewelry appraisals are free. And you can also trade in your unwanted gold or silver jewelry for an existing item in the store. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robertson Drive in Waco.
13: I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20 year old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed
3: liners. We
13: have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakeview Drive in Waco.
3: ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Here in Texas, it's not summer without a foot race in the park. Especially when you're at a ballpark and three giant dots with feet are racing and suddenly you're on your feet cheering and shouting encouragements even though you aren't sure those dots have ears. But it doesn't matter because you're lost in the joy of being at a ball game and taking part in what has been a local tradition for 50 summers. Yeah, it's not summer without Texas Rangers baseball. Summer with us at TexasRangers.com. from the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, the Baylor Club, my Fuels, Schmontz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLive Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt
1: Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Dateline Atlanta. I mean, we had the, uh, Saturday, you got the SEC Media Days. On Thursday, I'll never forget, we had Travis Brown. We also had Brent Zorneman, man who broke the big story. Travis, you were having to react in real time, and you were kind enough to jump on with us. It's hard to believe, isn't it? It's only been a year since the enormous announcement of, uh, of OU and Texas headed to the SEC. Travis, welcome back uh, to the Matt Mosley Show. How, have, uh, how were SEC media days?
15: Yeah, well, it hasn't seemed like a year to me because Brent reminded me about it like every other day. So
1: I just have to relive <laughs> it over and over again. I uh, know it,
15: it was great. I'm glad to be back. A l- little bit of a late night flight. So uh, a, little, a little sleepy today. But, uh, you know, it's SEC Media Days. It's a talking season. It's, uh, it means football is around the corner. And you know, that, that's, that's a happy time of the year, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is a happy time. Although you had to uh, ask the head coach about an arrest. That was made of a star player for the Aggies, and uh, talking about uh, Ania Smith there, and uh, boy, I that was uh, that the whole thing. I was reading your story, and Travis, I got to say, before you were coming on with me, I had kind of looked at this thing and I said, oh yeah, the weapons thing is is the most serious, and then I started looking at the blood alcohol level. I mean, he didn't blow uh, a scary number, although he, you know, when I say scary. It was below the legal limit, yet he failed those sobriety tests. I mean, this is this is kind of uh, there's more to this one than meets the eye initially. And and then the players you talked to at media day, he was supposed to be at SEC media days, were really really supportive of him. Um, I, I'm I'm almost getting the uh, the feel here that that this is not going to be now. He'll be suspended, and who knows if he'll miss a game or whatever. But I, I I really do feel like there, this is not one of those cut-and-dry, let's-kick-him-off-the-team sort of deals.
15: Not in the slightest. And, yeah, you know, the weapons charge is it's a Class A. It's the highest misdemeanor of the three that he got. But the only reason that he got the weapons charge was, in Texas, you can't carry a gun and commit a Class B or A misdemeanor. So the, he had a gun, legally he was carrying a gun, but he also – Uh, failed a field sobriety test, and they also found a very, very, very small amount of marijuana in the car. And so because he he did fail the the field sobriety test and he had a little bit of marijuana in the car, the the gun charge gets bootstrapped in because he had a gun in the car. So it, it is, but it's not like the gun was causing any problems. He was carrying the gun in the car. Um, so that was an interesting part of that. Yeah, he, he blew a point. He, he blew two breath. It, they actually conducted field sobriety tests, which he failed a few of those. He passed a few and failed a few. Um, and uh, then after he was arrested and Mirandized, he they, they he consented to a breathalyzer test. Did two blew point zero six six and point zero six one, which is of course below the point zero eight limit uh, to be intoxicated in the state of Texas. And then after all of this, an officer uh, was searching the car, found a one joint that had like point zero two uh, yeah. numbers of, of of marijuana, and then the uh, the gun in the console. So that's when the other two actually got added on after he was already taken to the Brazos County Jail. So yeah, it's not cut and dry. And and I think you know a lot of times coaches will give you the stock answers of we're gonna find, figure out all the facts and make a comment later. There, there actually seem to be some facts to figure out as a part of this one before necessarily any suspensions or punishments are, are levied, because, you know, and this is me being armchair, uh, I'll be armchair district attorney or prosecutor, I, I don't know how much you're going to be able to, to take that to court. Um, I, I don't know if that's something that they're going to want to backlog the court systems with for basically what amounts to a really, really small level of, of pot. So um, it'll be interesting to see.
1: Well, he. I think it, it, sometimes it, it's like the right. Did you pick the right county to have this happen? He right. picked the right team to be playing for. I would say, and I think most attorneys will quickly find some kind of settlement. You may have to do some uh, service hours and that kind of thing. But you're uh-huh. right. There are some mitigating factors as uh, as well. And I. Uh, I, uh, I I like hearing you talk about a tiny, tiny amount of uh, marijuana. That is a low amount. So I, who knows what will happen here, but it will be interesting to watch. Now, the SEC media days, though, the people that were there, um, what was your biggest takeaway from Jimbo? Jimbo backs away from his earlier comments of Saban, and it seems like he's kind of trying to distance himself from that and and kind of move on down the road. Interestingly, now one of Saban's former assistant coaches uh, is in big trouble for some things that happened when he was at Tennessee. So that some people are now pointing to Jimbo's comments and saying, "Hey, look, Jimbo may have been on to something with Coach Saban." I, it seems to me that uh, Jimbo wants to get away from all that stuff, and he does not. He would like to stay away from any more public sniping with Nick Saban. Is that the uh, is that sort of what you, one of your you know one of the takeaways you had from talking to Jimbo?
15: Yeah, well, I'll start out. The biggest takeaway that stood out to me uh, for for the purposes of this show is is the very first day I, I I look over and a gentleman sits down next to me and it's one Ian Fitzsimmons of ESPN, a uh, former colleague of both of us, so that was uh, a good catch up. But with uh, with Jimbo, uh, yeah. He, you know, it's pretty interesting to say that, you know, hey, we're moving on. Uh, we have a lot of respect for a guy when he said called him God and a narcissist, and that he should have been slapped as a kid. That's a weird. That's a weird pivot. That's a weird, uh, you know, way to, you know, and that he was never going to call him again. Um. So yeah, I tried to kind of throw some dirt on something that was still pretty visible uh to everyone around didn't know exactly how that one went over and then you have actually it was a good juxtaposition to brian harston of uh of auburn who you know had that big inquiry in into him and and his program over the and he attacked it head on and said hey you know uh we're going to be better for this and and in his opening statements and 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 kind of use it as an opportunity to to just go ahead and address it and put it to bed. And Jimbo Fisher didn't really put it to bed. He just kind of said, yeah, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Um, The other interesting thing that stood out that actually seemed to be a little bit newsy uh, is when asked when I actually asked Jimbo if they went to that 3-6 schedule, that that nine-game schedule that would have three permanent opponents, which three teams would he like to see? He actually kind of dodged the question for me, but of course – the great Kirk Bowles asked it again as a follow-up, said, you know, I don't, I don't think he answered that question, and you can't not answer Kirk Bowles. Uh, so he said, uh, <laughs> uh, he said, Texas, LSU, and he said he'd like to see Arkansas, but when they were in Destin and they kind of pinned some teams on some people, you know, he, he believes it was Mississippi State. And we called call them and looked at each other and went, well, I, I hadn't heard that before. Um, so I, I, when we got clarification, I got clarification from both, spokesperson and with Ross Bjork the AD they both said that was just parts of the conversation parts of the hypotheticals that were thrown out there in Destin and other meetings nothing set in stone Greg Sankey of course opened the comments the 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 media days by saying they they are they're not anywhere close to that scheduling they want to see how the college football playoff shakes out if it's the expansion goes there, and they—the they, thing that they're hung, most hung up on in Destin was tiebreakers, because uh, in divisional play, two divisions, tiebreakers are a little bit easier than when you have very fluid schedules with all 16 teams. When that happens in 2015, so tiebreakers is what seems seemingly is one of the big things holding this up.
1: All right, and uh, Travis Brown joining us from the Eagle, uh, right there in Bryan College Station, does such a great job covering the Aggies. And uh, I, I noticed, by the way, Travis, that uh, you were uh, dubbed one of the last men standing at SEC Media Days, and I saw a picture of you and the, the famous Paul Feinbaum, who covers the SEC for ESPN, and uh, is uh, is very recognizable for his bald head and interview show over the years. <laughs> what was uh, what was that about? Were you just did you linger there more than most?
15: So uh,
1: the great Robert Cessna, my boss at the Eagle,
15: always a company man trying to uh, save save the company a few bucks. So he, he booked our flight to Atlanta at 5.30 a.m. out of Austin uh, on Sunday. And he booked our flight back on Thursday night out of Austin at 11 p.m. So, you know, college football, we, we needed to write our stories, but we had a lot of time to kill. So it, it's not like we needed to, you know, we were, we were better off where we were than trying to go find the local Starbucks. Uh, so yeah, they do a thing every year on the Paul Feinbaum show of whoever's the last media people standing. And of course me, Robert, uh, and, uh, Brent Zorneman all travel are, are a traveling crew when it comes to SEC things. We're all sitting there and they producer came over and said, well, if y'all are all three leaving together, who wants to go? And, and they kind of, you know, put their finger to their nose first and, and volunteered the young guy as, as tribute. Also, Brent kind of threw me under the bus saying, hey, this guy's getting married in a week and a half, so uh, uh, you should put him on. Uh, and then next thing I know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying to do some banter back and forth with uh, Paul Feinbaum, who I'm pretty sure was, was ready to be out of Atlanta, So, uh, it, who also, I think, actually invited himself to my wedding. So we'll see how that goes
1: wow wow Feinbaum uh may uh, may show- may show up that is uh well that's exciting that is coming up uh in a hurry travis brown about uh-huh. to uh about to take the uh take the plunge uh and i, I tell you it's interesting what you said about harson thinking about these media days uh you know sankey I-, I thought that was gonna be interesting to see what the s e c did in response to the USC and UCLA, and I think what they did was kind of smart. It's like, why would we stop down and act like we're worried about what the Big Ten is doing? We've got the schools we want. We've got these monster schools, you know, coming in with the University of Texas and OU. Uh, I should add that Texas has not been a monster as far as winning is concerned, but a huge brand that he felt no need to, to have some kind of big response to that. I thought, I thought that was interesting, Travis. I wanted to see what you thought because he made a big to-do about basically going out of his way not to really have any reaction or call anybody or meet with anybody in the SEC in the, in the aftermath of that.
15: Yeah, you know, and he, something that, that a lot of the reporters uh, gathered around kind of talked about, Greg Sankey, the commissioner, is always a, a, a pretty buttoned-up guy. And he comes out every year for his kind of state of the conference uh, first uh, speech. And there's a lot of facts and figures and numbers. And this is how many softball teams made the NCAA tournament. and We have this initiative and that initiative and kind of, you know, yawn fest all the way through. And this year he was very loose, very conversational. And he didn't really have to bolster up the sec because i think with everything that has happened with how they have dictated um what is going on pretty much in the college football landscape it 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 seemed like it was the first year that he kind of not only personally but the whole organization kind of knew that they're 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 driving this bus and you know a lot of that conversation was reading between the lines of hey you know what we We have the key, we have the, the the keys. We're behind the steering wheel right now, and if anybody wants to hop on or ride along or or, or or follow the caravan, that's on them. But you know this we're pointing the direction of this thing, and I think his speech and his demeanor, his tone and the things that he talked about really kind of conveyed that message of, of kind of what everybody has said, but no one has said out loud, is that the, the SEC, they're, they're, they're the power brokers in, in what's going on right now.
1: Yeah, and they probably will remain so, but uh, the USC-UCLA was obviously a a very interesting thing. Now, as a TCU graduate, Travis, what do do you make of this (coughs) beef between the TCU Horn Frogs and the Texas Tech Red Raiders? Apparently, TCU is keeping Texas Tech, trying to keep them out of their uh, gymnasium, basketball, and out of their stadium in football. And then, obviously, the TCU coach or recruiting coordinator made some kind of crack about what te- what Texas Tech was doing in paying all its players uh, the similar amount, these twenty five thousand dollars a player. Do you kind of like the beef that is going on between these two schools?
15: Good, you know. I think let let's let's stir some crap in the Big Twelve. You know, like. I you know let, let's let's kind of get some. I think with, with all the attention going towards the SEC and the Big Ten and and everything, and, and Texas and Oklahoma leaving, let, let's get some rivalry going. Let's let's get some. So you know the last big, other than the Texas OU thing and everybody having their ire for them leaving the conference from a conference perspective. I mean the last the last great real. Beef in the Big Twelve was 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 Patterson v. Bryles, I think. Like let's let's you know let's let's get let's get some things stirred up. I it's always fun when something. But then again, you know I'm a reporter, so makes makes for easy easy column inches, right?
1: Yeah, it does. There's no shortage of those things in the SEC. I think it would be good, and and I I think right now we're being so nice to all these new schools. It's going to be a while before we have like a religious type anger between the Baptists and the Mormons. You know, we're going to be too nice to each other, the Cincinnati hey, folks.
15: Live, rile up those uh, that that old Mountain West rivalry between the Horn Frogs and, and and the Mormons. That was uh, or was it the Disciples of Christ and the Mormons? That's a that's a that's a big rivalry going back to my days over in Mount Fort Worth.
1: Yeah, TCU's connection to whatever church you just mentioned, I still haven't quite figured it out, but. Uh, uh, I, w- I would say Baylor clings to its Baptist roots a little harder than TCU does <laughs> <laughs> to the disciples of Christ. But the Christian Church, I do I do respect the disciples of Christ and and in fact have worshipped right there at that church on the TCU campus. Uh, beautiful church that is. and uh, in fact, one mm-hmm. of my best friends used to be on staff there. All right, um, Travis, always uh, fun to catch up with you. Welcome back to town. And we will try not to bother you as you now turn your focus to marriage and all those very important things.
15: Exactly, exactly. I think I think I'm I'm going to see you sometime in a couple of weeks. Apparently, because my mom set us up for a speaking engagement. So you know, always good for Karen Brown to be to be networking. She's she's a master networker.
1: Yeah, yeah, I respect that about her, and uh, I, I told her I have to look at my schedule, my schedule. I don't really have a schedule, but I just was trying to buy myself a little more time. But you know I'll be there well, anytime I can hang way, out with we'll, you.
15: I'll, I'll see you at Tupanamba then.
1: Yeah, no, I'll be there for that morning. That seven a.m. speech was a little—it's uh, a little early for me, <laughs> but we'll give it a go. I'll, I'll do it for you since you're so good to me on the radio. All right, Travis, good to visit with you. I'll talk to you soon, and congratulations, Anytime. best wishes to you.
15: Thank you, thanks Matt.
1: There he goes. Travis is uh, about to get married, and then he'll he'll go on his honeymoon, and then rush back to do a speaking engagement with me, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll all be better for it. Uh, always fun to catch up with Travis. Appreciate him. It is the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Let's check in on the Rangers. My gosh. I mean, I, I've i been out of the country. Would like to kind of see what the Rangers have been up to. And then uh, got a, uh, some interesting NFL news and nuggets for you. We'll do all that next.
3: Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group.
4: Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nichigroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at the nichigroup.com.
2: Your ESPN Central Texas forecast for tonight. Clear skies will see a low of around 80 Tomorrow and through the weekend, sunny and hot with highs near 102 and overnight lows near 78. Currently, it's 100 at ESPN Central Texas.
3: Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Truth of the matter is, and I'll say this on behalf of our Longhorn listeners, with Ewers, Xavier Worthy, with Bijan Robinson at running back, it has the makings of one of the best trios in the country. It's a superb running back, a great wide receiver, and a quarterback that is one of the most heralded quarterbacks of the past 15, 20 years.
3: The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
7: In my
13: podcast, Your Money and a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money and a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify.
10: Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC.
7: come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing.
2: You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Goodfeet
5: store.
7: The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Goodfeet store.
3: Goodfeet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
10: Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. What's up, guys? This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. With gas prices booming, you deserve to get your knees in the breeze and save some cash. With record-breaking numbers the past few months and June right on track to make waves, we need your help to keep up this momentum. Whether it's purchasing your very first Harley-Davidson motorcycle or getting rid of your third old bike in the garage, we would love to have your business. Be cautious of the heat outside, but take advantage of the heat inside. With these smoking hot deals, y'all, trade it in, take it home, or turn it over. This is only the beginning at Harley-Davidson of Waco, where you'll never ride alone. Direct.
3: ESPN Radio
9: Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Arizona Cardinals Kyler Murray has agreed to a five-year extension worth $230.5 million, a deal that makes him one of the NFL's highest paid quarterbacks. Cleveland Browns are signing former first-round Josh Rosen to a one-year deal. Rosen the number 10 pick in the 2018 draft last played for the Falcons in 21. Dallas Cowboys confirmed they'll be wearing their throwback uniforms this season for their Thanksgiving Day game against the New York Giants. Cowboys will bring back the white helmets with the blue jersey and white pants from the 60-64 seasons. Astros take the doubleheader from the Yankees and start a series with Seattle tonight, 9-10 first pitch. Rangers get the win over the Marlins, 8-0. Texas starts a weekend series with the A's tonight,
3: 8-40 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Is the uh, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas? Always fun to catch up with Travis Brown. Talk a little uh, Texas a and We talked a little bit about Joy McGuire, and I-, I saw a video, Aaron, earlier today, uh, with uh, Jeff Trailer, the coach at UTSA, and Joy McGuire. I mean, I think it's a really neat thing, and it says so much about Texas high school football coaches that they could go from coaching at that level. I, I just don't think most states have that. I think the coaching is so incredible at Texas high schools that you know, coaches can make that jump. I think the point was well taken that, uh, that Mike Craven mentioned. I think Todd Dodge, who had an incredible high school coaching career, I, I, Dennis Parker tried to do the same thing at University of North Texas. It's funny, they, they hired him from Marshall all those years ago then they hired Todd Dodge it just didn't work out it's hard to go from being a high school coach even if you're a great one to immediately being a college coach but i think if you can get there and coach a position and really do the recruiting uh, game from the other end then you can have some things happen and uh i think it's uh i think it's pretty exciting uh to to see how it's all happening and how that's working out um and I just uh, I thought that was really interesting And in thinking about that. And who knows? There may be. He mentioned, you know, Sean Bell, the Baylor's quarterback's coach. Is he going to be a head coach one of these days? I think there's a chance. I think Sean is extremely engaging, smart, knows the position. Uh, I think there could be a shot of something like that happening. Uh, and uh, we'll continue to monitor that. Now, Aaron, bring us up to date. I've been out of the country. And you've been sitting there at night and uh, uh, listening to these Rangers games. Now, I, I did. I was taking a peek. I like the fact that John Gray hung in there for about six or seven innings in an 8 nothing win. Now, when I left to go to Europe, one of the issues was the Rangers had a part of their schedule where they should have continued to win. And, and, and they are playing some bad teams. And quite honestly, they just got swept. I mean, they did not. They did not take advantage like they needed to. But I would say eight nothing game. I think uh, Seager, while I was gone, remained hot in some areas. Uh, you know, continued to hit the home run ball. Uh, Aaron, bring it, Bring me up to date a little bit on on what the Rangers have been up up to. Did I miss anything? Did I miss any developments that I really need to get caught up on and get excited about?
2: No. Uh, it, I mean, most of your vacation was the All-Star break. Right before yeah. the All-Star break, they ran into the hottest team in, in the majors and dropped Ooh. all four of, the of their series with the Mariners, yeah, which wasn't gr- a great way to go into the All-Star break. But like you said, they started it off with a 8-0 win against Miami yesterday in a makeup game, and uh, they start a new series tonight.
1: All right. I liked uh – what time? Okay, when? Of course, you'll be able to listen to that right here on ESPN Central Texas, Aaron. One thing I did notice while I was in Europe is that 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 futures game that they have, Shea Langoliers, former Baylor catcher, and he's he's on. I mean, he is rising up the ranks in the Braves organization. I believe it is and he had been a double-A last time I checked. He In that Futures game, he did hit a home run. In fact, he was named the MVP of that Futures game. I knew he was great at Baylor, I and mean, he put up great numbers. He was an All-American. Baylor's fortunate to have had just uh, – we had Kelly Shopik on recently. Just some unbelievable catchers over the years. Uh, Brian Loeb was another player that uh, played for uh, uh, Mitch Thompson, uh, and, and, and I, I – Back in the day, what a – and Steve Smith. Baylor's had just this incredible run of catchers. And, of course, it culminated into – and then it kept going. Andy was so good uh, last few years with Baylor. I mean, he was really good, and he's been – you know, he had a chance to play in the minors. Shay Langoliers could become the next Baylor great as far as in the majors. Now, Aaron, who would be considered – the greatest Baylor bear, uh, you know, as far as in the majors, probably Muncie, probably what Muncie has done with the Dodgers. Now there is an old timer named Ted Lyons that goes way back. And I think he may be in the baseball hall of fame who did play at Baylor, but we're talking about like the 1920s or something like that. All right. I'm talking to modern day. I think you have to go with Muncie, but, uh, the Bears continue to have really really good um uh you know as far, players that they're putting out and hopefully the the pipeline will get even more. But Aaron to see Langoliers do it in that kind of place, I know with the you know us following the Rangers and being a big Rangers affiliate, we're following what the Rangers do uh and and you know as far as with some of their prospects and We've been watching Rocker, who came out of Vandy. Uh, obviously, Lighter, Jack Lighter, who came out of Vandy. But the Langoliers, Aaron, as far as Baylor prospects go, I think has a chance to be the next great Baylor Bear in the major leagues.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I did see that he got that award over the All Star break, and uh, just another example of of a former Baylor player doing really, really well in. Uh, right now in the minor leagues, but soon to be in the major leagues.
1: Yeah, and um, I, I you know, there was another story uh, that, that came up uh, that I wanted to mention. I mentioned a little bit yesterday. I was like, going through the Philly airport, and it said ESPN.com story. And, Aaron, you may have that thing in front of you or can call it up in front of you. But it was basically trying to look at the windows of all the teams in the NFL and they, they look at the front office, the quarterbacks, everything. And I thought it was a it was a real downer for the Cowboys, for Cowboys fans because they ended up I think it was number 23. And even at quarterback they're looking okay because of course they have Dak Prescott locked up for a few more years and and you got to feel pretty good about him. I Everywhere else, I mean, they got to retool their. their they got great linebacker. They got a great cornerback. I thought the Cowboys would have finished a lot higher, and where they ding the Cowboys was what they termed terrible coaching. Now, they look at head coaching on that, and they gave the Cowboys, wait for it, number 31 in the NFL 31 out of 32. I would have thought the Cowboys would have been ranked a lot higher than 23. And again, this is not for this coming season. This is who has the best windows coming up in the NFL. For instance, the Buccaneers might not be as high as you think because by 2024, they don't think Tom Brady will still be quarterbacking the team. They will have moved on from him. Teams that have quarterbacks locked up for many, many years are going to be ranked higher. We're talking about Mahomes. We're talking about Herbert. You know, could be good for for many years. Aaron, after watching Kyler Murray get locked up on that enormous deal, $46.1 million all the way through, I think this extends him through 2028. If you had to pick, and Aaron, throw your animosity away right now. You're a longtime Cowboys fan. You're disgusted with the Cowboys. We all get that. But just put your your analyst cap off forget about any kind of fandom if you had to if you had to go move forward with you could have kyler murray as your starting quarterback or dak prescott what direction would you rather go i think this could be argued either way because one is a more exciting quarterback because kyler's running ability in athletic ability is superior to Dak's. Dak is the better drop-back passer, although I'm telling you, the the completion percentage of of Kyler is not bad. I started looking that over, and over the first three years of his NFL career, I mean, it's up to around 66 or 67%. It's pretty dang good. I mean, it used to be measured. We're only about 10 or 15 years removed from thinking, 60 was great, okay? If you go back all these years and you go back and look at college football, all the quarterbacks back in the 60s and 70s, were, they were just happy to be over 50%. Obviously, with the, the evolution of offenses, the spread offense, you need to be at 60 or above. Aaron, moving forward, if you had to pick between Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott, who would you go with?
2: I would take Dak. Really? Yeah, I mean they both have their good qualities. I just think, I just think Dak is a better overall quarterback. And that's not saying that's. It's actually not anything negative against Kyler. You know, people think he he runs a lot. He actually cut down on his running a lot in the last half of second half of last year, and he he had one of the highest completion percentages in the league. I just I don't know. I just I, th- I think Dak's a little better quarterback. It's close
1: would you take dak over lamar jackson yes wow wow that fascinates me because i i i feel like lamar has proven more than kyler and obviously he's been an mvp in the league and yeah i see i would i love dak i've i've been bullish on dak for a long time but i would I, to me I would immediately take Lamar in that comparison just because of the dynamic nature of what he does. Oh, by the way, he's a pretty fair passer. But from a running standpoint, Lamar is more like heyday Michael Vick than really anything we've seen. You're you're totally right about Kyler. Kyler has gotten away from running. Kyler is not what Vick was with the, the, the Falcons. What Vic was with the Falcons, we'd never seen in the NFL. I mean, we just hadn't. There was just nothing to compare that with at the time. Lamar, arguably, is better than that. Now, is he as fast and athletic as Michael Vick when Michael Vick was at his peak? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's pretty close. But, uh, yeah, I would take, and and by the way, if you want to weigh in on our text line, that's 254 If you had to pick between Lamar Jackson and, and, uh, and Dak or Kyler, who would you go with? Would you go with Dak over both of them, like Aaron just said? Or do you buy into what I'm saying? Would you have Lamar over Dak? Now, a lot of this, we're going to be, uh, I'm, I'm getting excited about the NFL training camp opening. And I will be flying out this next week to training camp and we're so excited our presenting sponsor of training camp is going to be uh jim turner chevrolet and uh, boy derek the gm out there what a tremendous job that they do and uh, clay got a longtime friend of mine uh they were the first presenting sponsor of the matt mosley show when we started out aaron 10 a.m back in the day and uh ten to noon, that was uh Jim Turner Chevrolet stepped up to the plate and it's just so much fun to have them back. And of course, by the way, Central National Bank, the presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley show, what a job they do. And that student that student um uh, account that they have, really, really cool, what they're going with. Now, back to the uh, back to this this training camp thing. Here's the plan. Tuesday we'll have We'll play, even though I think it's going to happen earlier in the day, we'll play uh, for you on the show the Jerry News Conference. Steven and Mike McCarthy will do all their thing. And then starting Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we'll be doing the Matt Mosley Show right there from camp in Oxnard. And all the interviews we're able to gather right after practice. I know we're already uh, supposed to be able to visit with Dan Quinn the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, and then uh, we'll have some players. Aaron, any Cowboys players, whether it be Micah Parsons, um, you know some of the newcomers that they have. Uh, we've we've interviewed the uh, Tyler Smith, the uh, the new rookie out of Tulsa. Any any Cowboys players? C.D. Lamb could be one um any any Cowboys players Aaron as we get ready to go out there and do some interviews that you would be excited about hearing from
2: Micah Parsons would be top of the list I mean there's a couple even even though I'm not a fan anymore I'd still like to hear from CeeDee Lamb I would be interested to hear from Dak as always and uh to think that's
1: which coach which coach other than dan quinn would you most want to hear from and and let's rule out mike mccarthy oh kellen moore you want to hear from kellen okay all right well we'll be out there and of course i'll have my uh trusty sidekick i'm sure he loves being called that ed Werder, and uh, will be out there as well from espn and so a lot of times we team up on these interviews and and, uh, and it's kind of fun to do that. And so, But we'll have a lot of coverage out there. And then, of course, Aaron, I'll be putting my well-trained NFL eye on all these practices. And then I'll kind of give all our listeners from e- on ESPN Central Texas my breakdowns of, of what I think of each practice. Who are the camp phenoms? Who's standing out to me? How the quarterbacks look? Uh, first practice will be on Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, all of those practices will be right in the middle of it, okay? And uh, I like to walk around. like to visit with the fans. I'll go up say hello to a bunch of fans. Aaron, I might even interview a couple of them. Who knows? Out there in Oxnard. If you're planning to be out there, come say hi to me. Or uh, why don't you uh, text us on the station, and I'll make a point to track you down and say hello uh, if you're going to be in the stands watching training camp. If you've never done it before, it's a lot of fun. And you go out there and watch training camp, take part in the beautiful weather, maybe spend some time in L.A. Uh, the way to do it is to fly into either Los Angeles. Well, you fly into Los Angeles for sure. Uh, but then as you make your way um, to up to Oxnard, then you could go, keep going past Oxnard uh, for a really beautiful experience and go to Santa Barbara. And, uh, and I'll, I'll throughout the week I'll tell you some of the great places to go, and I'll help you out with your travel plans if you need it. But just text us if you do. That's 254-662-1660. Now, we continue to talk about uh, about Baylor and, uh, and what's going on with the Bears. And uh, we will have some uh, uh, the dismount coming up next. i got a couple things I wanted to catch you up on. Aaron's had some good things. Transfers, commitments and then kind of catching you up on some of the various sports. I loved, Aaron. I like to reward the Baylor, the academic uh, honors that have been pouring in with the Baylor. And I also saw something that was Baylor's recommendations for the female and uh, and male athletes of the year. Okay? And I don't think it will shock you who these players. Oh, one other thing. Aaron, Aaron, I don't have my uh, my phone just ran out of juice. I know that'll shock you. What time do you have? It is 5:43. 5:43. On the I love when you do the weather, Aaron. I love I love how your voice sounds. All right, I was just making sure when I needed to get ready for the dismount. I in the dismount today, I want to share with you uh some news that's just come out in the last 24 hours. It involves Baylor basketball in a big time uh, a basically a showdown with some of the great teams in college basketball. We do have dates, and we have the matchups. We'll share that next in the dismount. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Matt Meyer
6: will hold the ball, toss it high in the air. Baylor can celebrate a second straight Big 12 Conference Championship. Baylor clinches it with a win over Iowa State tonight here in the Farrell Center. 75 68. Drop the confetti in the Farrell Center.
5: From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town, USA, treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
13: It's time now for...
14: I am going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dooley. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will
13: Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck, brought to you by Pickup
3: Outfitters, 220 Lake Drive in Waco. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics.
12: Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My
0: money, my future.
10: Direct.
3: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
9: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Arizona Cardinals Kyler Murray has agreed to a five year extension worth $230.5 million, a deal that makes him one of the NFL's highest paid quarterbacks. Cleveland Browns are signing former first round Josh Rosen to a one year deal. Rosen, the number 10 pick in the 2018 draft, last played for the Falcons in 21. Dallas Cowboys confirmed they'll be wearing their throwback uniforms this season for their Thanksgiving Day game against the New York Giants. Cowboys will bring back the white helmets with the blue jersey and white pants from the 60-64 seasons. Astros take the doubleheader from the Yankees and start a series with Seattle tonight, 9-10 first pitch. Rangers get the win over the Marlins, 8-0. Texas starts a weekend series with the A's tonight, 8-40 first
3: pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central Texas
1: it is time <clears> this <throat> is time of the day when we say goodbye and it's good to be back in studio today Aaron's doing his thing and had some great weather reports Aaron what was the high today I enjoy your weather reports what do we what do we get to today
2: 101.
1: All right, it's not bad. No? I noticed when I was uh, gone, I think we got up to like 106 one of those days or something like that. Uh, next week, this show will be traveling to Oxnard, California, and uh, some gorgeous temperatures there. I will try not to rub it in too much, but uh, that will be about 74, 75 degrees and uh, may have to have a light like a pullover or something. That'll be nice. Sorry, Aaron. That's all I'll say about it. But uh, we'll have a good time out there. Um, I did want to, and I was talking about this earlier, Baylor now has the matchup set for this Las Vegas. uh, This is going to be at the T-Mobile Center in Vegas, okay? We're going to Vegas, baby. And that's going to be Friday, November 18th through Sunday the 20th, November 20th. Baylor, there's going to be four teams involved in this showcase. A little tournament-type deal. This will be a lot of fun. Baylor will open with Virginia on Friday the 18th. On that same day, the UCLA Bruins in Illinois will square off. Illinois, where Matthew Meyer is. Also, another former Baylor Bear, Dane Donja, has... uh, has made the move to Illinois. So that'll be fascinating to see that. Aaron, one of those classic Big Ten matchups, UCLA and Illinois, all right? <laughs> um, UCLA headed to the Big Ten. That'll happen here in a couple of years. So Baylor versus Virginia, UCLA versus Illinois, depending on who wins, hopefully Baylor will be playing Illinois. If Illinois can get past the folks from Poly Pavilion, the Bruins of UCLA. And I love this because two of the four teams, of course, were in the Final Four a couple of years ago. That would be Baylor and UCLA. And then if you go back before that, Virginia did win a national championship. And that coach, uh, Tony seconds. Bennett... To me, Aaron, really reminds me of Scott Drew, or maybe Scott Drew reminds me of him. They're just both very public with their faith, extremely optimistic, charismatic-type leaders. Tony Bennett and uh, and uh, the, uh, and Scott Drew, a lot alike. Baylor and Virginia match up. All right, everybody, it's been fun to be back from Europe and, uh, and to be with you. We'll do it again. Monday at 4 o'clock. Have a great weekend. We will see you soon.
5: It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Here's John Morris.
6: everybody. Continuing our series of Big 12 football previews. Today, a look at the Cowboys of Oklahoma State, who finished last season with one disappointing loss. And one huge victory. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Football Preview. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Bob Anderson and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. It's just another way we're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Bob Anderson at 666-755.